not entertained! Is this not why you are here? You're now listening to the 4th and Gold Podcast with Javi and Matt. Welcome to the 4th and Gold Podcast. The Niners are 7-0. and That 7 looks great with 7 sacks on the Carolina Panthers. 7 wins straight. Pretenders no more, but I like the fact that the Niners keep that pretender mantra going. Uh, the Niners dismantle the Panthers 51 to 13. It wasn't close. It was never close. Matt, <laughs> it feels good. It feels real good. It feels real good, man. This is the most dominant win we've seen from this team in years. Um, this is more dominant than when they took down the Jaguars in 2017 and everybody got, got all hyped thinking that they were going to win the Super Bowl the next year. This is a more dominant win than that. The defense is just exactly what they thought they were. They are so damn good. Uh, the offense finally started to get it clicking today. The run game was was cooking. Uh, Kittle had a had a pretty big game. He stands way, he had way bigger game that's going to stand out in the stat sheet. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo looked pretty good, not great. Efficient, pretty good, efficient. Um, yeah, man, this was this was a fun one, and we were nervous about this. We were sitting there we, we, nervous we about our, this one, man. We were rightfully we we had our reasons to be nervous and. Some of those things showed up in this game um, with the pressures that the offensive line allowed, whatever. Um, but we'll get into it all. This is the 4th and Gold Podcast. I'm Javi. That is Matt for our new listeners. Um, thank you to everyone who is tuned in and subscribed, rating, and reviewing. Follow us on Twitter at 4th and Gold Podcast or follow the podcast on any podcast platform where you can find us. Um, 9 7 0. Uh, Gerald McCoy had a lot to say before the game. He wanted all the smoke. He wanted all the smoke. He wanted all the smoke. He said it three times. Your team got your ass beat, bro. You got all that smoke. He got every bit of the smoke. Um, every little bit of that smoke <laughs> came flying out of the 49ers' wizard hands and went right at the Panthers. Because, man, they, that was an ass whooping. Kyle Shanahan schemed it up, dialed it up, and laid the smackdown on the Carolina Panthers. Uh, who, by the way, were coming off a of bye week. Mm-hmm. You had extra time to prepare, to prepare for the 49ers who are missing both starting tackles, their fullback, and their number two corner. Mm-hmm. Just throwing mm-hmm. that out there. You had extra time to get ready for this ass whooping. And it, you didn't show up. Um, I don't, man, I'm 7-0, bro. 
the last time the Niners were seven and zero was the '90 season where they ended up being ten and zero before the, the before the streak stopped. Uh, but seven and zero, the Niners last time they had a score of fifty points or more was 1994 when they beat the Falcons fifty to fourteen. Niners won today fifty one to thirteen. Matt, how did you feel about this game as a whole, all the way through? As a whole, it was really good, man. I thought every every level was playing better. So you had the defense was doing defense things. Like the defense hasn't dropped off at all. Um, but the offense was finally starting to get clicking a little bit, and the special teams put it together today. There was not a missed field goal today. Now, there was a botched snap uh, on on an extra point, but when you're up 27-3, I don't really care. Um, so they only had one of those, but the, Robbie Gold didn't miss a field goal today for the first time all year. He'd missed a field goal in all six games leading up to this one. Finally, doesn't miss one. He only, he's only asked to, to, to kick one. He banged it home. Good job, Robbie. Um, Richie James, a little bit of a roller coaster as punt return man, but he looked pretty good today. You know, we never know, really know what he's going to do back there. A uh, bit of a wild card. Uh, but the, like I said, defense did defense things. Offense got click in. Special teams look pretty good. Overall, this is the most complete win that we have seen from the San Francisco 49ers in a very long time. Yeah, very much so. Very complete win. Um, Grant Cohn, someone I really don't like too much with some of their takes, but he had one of the funniest takes today. The Niners made the Panthers look like the Bengals. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> the, so that's your comparison, Carolina. Take that one. I was reading a lot of uh, Carolina fan takes and how the Niners haven't played anyone. Well, we played you, and we beat y'all ass. So if there's any Panthers fans listening, you know where to hit me at on Twitter, at JavierVague underscore. I'm here. <laughs> okay? For all the smoke. All um, of it. I'm I, here for the smoke, too. I, I thought one of the most telling things that happened in in today's game uh it was it was in either late third quarter early fourth quarter um Kyle Allen threw through an out pass it was dropped by the receiver and you could clearly hear Quan Alexander yell get your sorry ass off the field <laughs> and I thought that was the defining moment of the game the 49ers knew they outclassed the Panthers in every aspect today they really did um, when you factor in sacks, now this might change. This might change a little bit. But when you factor in sacks, Kyle Allen only threw for 100 yards, which would make this four consecutive games where the quarterback has thrown for 100 yards or fewer net passing after you factor in the sacks. With a four key- consecutive games. Um, and then, you know, for the Niners on, you know, as a defense in general, um, Allowed three points against the Browns, seven points against the Rams. Nothing uh, against the Skins. Nothing against the Skins, and then 13 against the Panthers. So that's, what, 23 points in four games? Yep. Um, you know, for everyone out there saying the Niners haven't played anybody, you can only play who's on your schedule. Um, and that, you know, that narrative should apply to the rest of the NFC West because, well, we have the same schedule except for two uncommon opponents. So mm-hmm. the rest of the NFC West isn't doing this. Seattle didn't, you know, the Seattle struggled against the Bengals. Um, the Rams have struggled all season. Um, it's it's uh, it's time to put some respect on the Niners, but like, like I said earlier in the beginning of the podcast, I enjoy the pretender mantra. Kwaski Tart has taken to it. Uh, Fred Warner has taken to it. That's fine. Sleep on them. Keep sleeping on them. And when you get punched in the mouth like the Panthers did today, that's the result. Uh, and to quote the great Richard Sherman, when you put a sorry team in front of me, that's the result. You know, it's uh, 
it was amazing, man. I didn't I didn't sit down once, but you know when it got to uh, what was it, thirty three to thirteen. You know, I, I kind of sat down the rest of the game, popped open a beer, and said, "We got this one." So, let's get into it, man. There's uh, there's not much negative about this game, so we'll just get into the not so good. Um, what did you take away from this game? Is not so good. It was one play, and it's Jimmy doing what Jimmy does once a game, mm-hmm. and it's where he stares down a receiver. In this case, it was George Kittle, and he stared him down. He stared him down. He stared him down. He allowed. Uh, you know, Luke Keekley to to jump the route and get an interception. But that's it. I mean, I mean, really, if you, you can nitpick on some little things, you know, obviously the safety's not a good look. You don't want to take a safety. Um, Justin School got beat badly. But, but that happens. You know, when you got a backup tackle going up against going up against a, a pretty good defensive line, it's gonna happen from time to time. They're gonna take sacks. I don't understand why they're passing in that situation anyway. Like me and you were talking about we we're texting back and forth. But yeah, it's just it's just Jimmy staring down the receiver, and he did it once today, and it, it could have flipped the game. They were only up seven nothing. They just forced a three and out. Thankfully, the defense stepped up and forced him to kick a field goal early. Uh, yeah, that that was the only one. You know, it's one of those with the the Kittle play there, the the interception, the Keekley. Um, one good play by Keekley. He you know he undercuts it, and uh, mm-hmm. Kittle kind of drifts up the field. I think he should have stayed flat there. Um, and you know, made himself a little bit, little bit more presentable target for, for Jimmy. But in that case, Jimmy, you got to see that. Throw it at his feet. Throw it away. Um, live to live another down. Um, that was really it. And you know, the the, the safety thing. Listening to Kyle after the game, uh, he anticipated a different look. Got the look that they got. Uh, the seven step drop was more of like a confidence thing. He was confident in his offense to make a play. They had moved the ball. Mm-hmm. Rushing it before then, and then he took the sack. Um, not much Jimmy could do there, but take the safety. It's two points, and then um, the Panthers come back down the field and score again uh, with Christian McCaffrey, who is really, really good at football. For those people who don't know, um, <laughs> but um, other than those two plays, that that's really it. There wasn't much negative at all. Um, I enjoyed the physical nature of the of the Niners' defense, and then the Niners' offense just running the ball down their throat, 38 carries, 232 yards rushing, six for six point for six six point one yards a pop and five touchdowns. Um it's uh it's this the it's the the theme the Niners want to carry. Run the ball, beat you up on defense. Thirty eight carries, Kyle Shannon keeps repeating it. He wants to have thirty carries uh for running the ball. So thirty eight is well above what he wants and when you're averaging six point one yards a clip you can dominate games and dominate the clock. Yeah, absolutely. Um, some not so good national tight end day, George Kittle bobblehead day, and somehow the 49ers still managed to get a George Kittle touchdown taken off the board. God. What feels like the 10th time this year? Can That's we get three. this man some touchdowns? That's three. Can we get this man some touchdowns? Yeah. That's all. It was his bobblehead day, and it's a, it's a kind of a questionable call. Was Debo Samuel blocking downfield the whole – block versus pick play thing it's going to be it's going to be debated till the end of time however you put it if, if this is what we're nitpicking a touchdown taken <laughs> off the board that was quickly the next play scored a touchdown by tevin coleman yeah if this is what we're nitpicking this is a dominant win man yeah. this is this was a fun one this is a good time this is this is what makes watching 49ers football fun is when you see the team start to click and just work so well at every level it's a beautiful thing man 7-0 Seven offensive touchdowns, seven defensive sacks, 
seven seven heaven baby Niners uh completely dominated this game all the way through when you know Nick mm-hmm. Mullins Nick Mullins gets to come in take some snaps and then you know you get a quick touchdown from uh from Raheem Mostert you know that's that's when you know things are really really clicking um the good pretty much everything yeah. I would think <laughs> um you know actually you know you know let me let me let me backtrack here the not so good um Brunskill and and school in pass protection they had a couple miscues mm. Outside of the uh, Irvin safety, there was a couple sacks Jimmy got hit on, um, but I thought they were really, really good in run, um, run, you know, run protection uh, as the as offensive linemen. So they did. They were road graders in the run game, and they had a little bit of struggle in the pass game. You know, allowing some pressures to get to Jimmy. Jimmy did get sacked three times, um, but that again, that's in the category of not so good. So they they held their own for the most part. Yeah, and Carolina came into the game leading the league in sacks. Yeah. So this isn't like a an anomaly for Carolina to get three sacks. This is standard stuff for them. This is standard operating procedure. Um, I figured they were going to take some sacks today. I was really nervous about Brian Burns. They did a pretty good job of eliminating Brian Burns. He wasn't much of a wasn't much of a, a force at all. He accounted for zero um, stats. Zero stats. Zero. Yeah. He had zero. Yeah, that's that's exactly what you want to do. He shut down our draft crush. And, you know, his counterpart, also drafted in the first round, Nick Bosa, played probably the best game we've seen from a rookie defender in a 49ers uniform. I almost want to say ever. Since Alden. Since Alden, yeah, probably since Alden when they had the five sacks against the Steelers, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably since that game. I mean, three monster sacks. He almost had a fourth. He almost had a fifth. He had the interception where it just showed he's just freakishly athletic because he gets, he gets chip blocked, chop blocked, whatever you want to call it. Regains his balance. Kyle tries to throw it over his head and just not not happening. Snatches out of the air and runs it back down to the to the eight yard line. Hey, I mean, Nick Bosa is is a freak. He is such a good player. Um, I was reading some stat today from Matt Mayoko that Nick Bosa had three sacks today. Joey Bosa had two sacks for the Chargers, and it's the first time since like 1985 that a pair of brothers have both logged multiple sacks in the same week. So if you were looking for your cherry pick stat of the day, there it is. There it is. Thirty was it thirty four years ago now? Thirty four years ago now was the last time a pair of brothers both logged multiple sacks on the same day. It's um it's a beautiful sight today to watch. Um you know, when especially, you know, watching Nick, watching Armstead, watching Buckner, watching D Ford. I know we said it would be a D Ford game, it happened to be a Bosa game. Mm-hmm. I'll take it any way we can get it, um, as long as the, the the result is a W. Um, Nick Armstead, Bosa, D Ford, Blair, Solomon, they come at you in waves, and we talked about this in the off season. This defensive line was to me reminiscent of what the Eagles had pulled off in seventeen, where they have a rotation of eight or nine guys, and mm-hmm. they stay fresh, and they keep coming, and they keep coming, and they keep coming, and eventually the offensive lines will break. And then they're forcing teams to be one-dimensional like the Panthers became. You had to go away from the run, and you're forcing a young quarterback like Kyle Allen to pass the ball, and he couldn't get it done, um, as shown by the stats and everything else that you've seen on the field. Um, the good for me, um, Emmanuel Sanders. Mm-hmm. Shout-out to Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> mm-hmm. Score your first touchdown on the first drive of your uh, new team. Um, he didn't have, he didn't, you know, he didn't light it up in the stats sheet or anything like that, but he did come in, you know, he had a big third down reception, 
Uh, for the day, he finished with four receptions for 25 yards on five targets and one touchdown. Um, but what he does is pull defenders away from George Kittle, pull defenders Absolutely. away from Debo Samuel, pull defenders away from Kendrick Bourne and everyone else around him. Um, so that is a valuable, valuable piece to this offense, and you saw that come to fruition in this game. Um, the good, you know, Emmanuel Sanders was really good, I thought. Um, and he's one of those guys, you know, he'll block downfield. Um, he, he he draws a lot of attention from defenses. So I, I thought Emmanuel played a really good game today for being his first game, you know, coming in on Tuesday, you know, Wednesday mm-hmm. morning, getting the game plan in. A lot of it was similar from the Broncos, but um, for him to make, you know, make a transition pretty seamless and help George out, Debo, the rest of the offense, uh, get get humming. Uh, it's uh, it's a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah, and, and you texted to me in, in the middle of the game. Um, he is Trent Taylor. Yeah, this team was missing that slot guy that's just gonna get past the sticks and just sit. And that's exactly what he did on third down pickup. It's like third and nine or something like that. And he just he just ran to the sticks. He sat down. He found the soft spot in the zone, and he just got himself open and didn't try and do anything with it after the catch. Just get the first down, live to see another down, let's move the sticks. And you got to love a guy that does stuff like that. I know a lot of folks want big, flashy, 80-yard touchdowns on, on plays, but sometimes the most efficient ones are the ones where it's just just get the first down. Let's keep it moving. This offense is humming. You know, the, the run game is doing what it needs to do. Get the first down, let's move on. And Sanders did that very well today. You know, awesome to see him get a touchdown. Uh, the receivers as a whole actually played okay. Yeah, I didn't see any major drops today, so that's that's a that's a bonus. Uh, Debo Samuel snatched one out of the air, actually. Yeah, he did. Uh, looked very impressive going across the middle. Um, you know, Dante Pettis still trying to find his role with this team. I'm not sure how long he is for this team, but they're not going to move him this year. No, so you can get that out of your head because that's not going to happen. Um, we're, you can get into the running backs. Breda Coleman, man, these guys are these guys are good together. Very. These guys are real good together. Um, and I think Mark Schlereth did a really good job of of breaking it down in the broadcast. He's one of the best guys that Fox actually has. Yeah, he is. I know they loved, I know they loved Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Um, but Mark Schlereth is really good at, at breaking down the game when he's calling it. Um, and I think he, he hit it on the head where he said that Kyle Shanahan calls plays knowing they're only going to get a yard or two because it's going to set up something else. Teams are going to think, oh, I've seen this look before. I know what's coming. And then all of a sudden, boom, you hit him with something like the Debo handoff for a touchdown. You know, that's something that just stood out as incredible to me. That touchdown run from Debo Samuel, the way that play was designed was beautiful. Yeah. And I kind of hate that they used it when they were up by 25. <laughs> you know, I wish they would have held on to that one. But I'll tell you what, now they got something else because now they're going to run something similar to that and and there's going to be teams anticipating seeing something like that. But that, that Debo Samuel run was just gorgeous. And, and again, it, he's a guy you just want to get him the ball in his hands and just let him let him create. And and they did a good job of doing that today. It's um, Kyle Shanahan with his wizard hands, man. We've been saying wizard hands for a while and that's just wizard work. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, something to be to – be, Thought talked about is you know Kyle Shanahan has played the Panthers quite a bit you know he was the OC um, for Atlanta 
you know, mm-hmm. two years there, he did play the Panthers four times. So he's familiar with that defense, and that defense is similar to what the Browns ran, Steve Wilkes' defense. Um, and that's, you know, he knows how to prepare for that. A lot of cover four, a lot of cover two. They don't really play a lot of man. And, you know, you just you take what you can get, and then the Niners took what they got, and they can get a lot, you know, with Coleman and Breida getting their rush yards, and then, you know, Kittle having a, a couple nice receptions, um, you know, sitting in the zones, just making themselves, the receivers making themselves present for uh, Jimmy. It's uh, it, it was definitely fun to watch. Kyle was humming. Um, Jimmy was efficient, you know, outside of that one interception. Efficient play, 18 of 22, 175, two touchdowns, one interception. You know, the, the, the narrative is Jimmy hasn't done anything. You don't have to. When you're running the ball for 230 30 yards and you control the clock for 33 minutes, you don't have to have a quarterback mm-hmm. who throws for 400 yards. You know, when, there's a, there's quarterbacks in the league who have empty stats, Matt Ryan being one of them right now. He can throw for 450 yards and his team still loses by 14. Jared Goff. Jared Goff's another one. You know, granted the 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 Rams did you know they've you know they've strung across some strung up two wins in a row against you know sub- subpar teams, um, but and those those stats like that they don't generally mean wins when you're lighting up the stat sheet with you know 400 yards passing, you know three touchdowns, but your team's still getting their ass kicked. You can't establish a run. You're still one dimensional. You know the Niners are balanced. You know you have 22. Pass attempts to 38 rush attempts, that's balance. That's what you want. Um, you know, for the Niner fans out there who are screaming and, and yelling about, you know, Jimmy hasn't done this, Jimmy hasn't done that. This is balance. This is this is what this is how Bill Walsh had it. This is how George Seifert did it. Even Steve Mariucci did it this way. Um, Jim Harbaugh had his run where, you know, it was a balance of rush and pass. Rush and pass. Rush and pass. And Kyle Shanahan's doing it too. Um, it just so happens that Kyle has a little bit more explosive plays than Harbaugh did. Um, Seifert and, and Walsh had their explosive plays. But this is a balanced offense. Shut up already. <laughs> Let Jimmy do what he does. <laughs> Relax. Yes, he has some growing to do with, you know, staring down receivers. Um, relax. The guy will be just fine. Um, he's 15-2. and two. Yeah, 15-2 is a starter. You're looking at some of the throws he made today were really good, too. So a lot of people are gonna take a look at you know they just they lost uh, they lost you know the one interception didn't didn't work out so well but some of the other throws he made to Kittle in, in the throw to Sanders in the end zone was really good. Jimmy looked good today, and not great, not world beating as Bruce Irvin liked to say. He said you know the 49ers aren't world beating, but they're Panther beating, and it was Panther beating today. So I'll take that any 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 Sunday. 18 to 22, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take it every day. I'll take it every day of the week, and especially on Sundays when, you know, the Niners come out with a win like this. Um, you know, I, I live in Texas, and the the common thing is, you know, you guys are, the Niners are fake, Niners are fake. I'm going to be going to work tomorrow with a humongous smile on my face for my boss. Um, Just to, you know, just, just rub it in a little bit there. Um, mm-hmm. It's, uh... It's good to be good, man. Seven and zero. It's I I just I don't I don't understand where this stuff is. You know, uh, they're pretenders. They're not that good. They haven't played anybody. Shut up, shut up. Like fifty one points, please. 
I'm, I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it. You know, they haven't beaten anybody, you know, and, and everybody's gassing up the Panthers coming into this game. And then real quick to point out that Kyle Allen is starting for the first time in his career. And after after the 49ers punch people in the mouth, all of a sudden they got excuses for everything. Um, and that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Keep those excuses coming. Keep saying they're not that good. Because guess what? The team is listening. The team is paying attention. And they know what is being said about them in the national media. They know that people are discounting what they're doing and saying their wins don't matter and they aren't that impressive. And whatever else they want to say, that's fine. The team knows and the team is showing up with a giant chip on their shoulder every Sunday. Well, it's going to be Thursday this week. But every game they're showing up with a giant chip on their shoulder. I expect no less coming Thursday. But let's jump into, do you want to do your player of the game or your play of the game first? Uh, Let's do... Play of the game, and there's there's two of them, but we'll just go with the one right okay. now. Um, play of the game for me was the Jimmy Garoppolo pass to George Kittle um, on mm-hmm. their third drive of the game. Um, Niners are up seven to three going into this drive. Jimmy, um, he's under pressure. He escapes a sack and just throws a dart to George Kittle for 29 yards. Draws a penalty uh, from Trey Boston for unnecessary roughness. Gets an additional 15. Um, and then it's, you know, it's off to the races after that. The Niners just, just take off um, on the on the Panthers. I thought this is something that's going on with Jimmy. Uh, the last couple games where he's being pressured, he will um, escape a pressure with someone on his back. Um, that's just a good sign for me, you know, as a Niner fan. Um, with, you know, all the concerns about his knee and everything else for him to, you know, put his foot in the ground, make a cut or get away from uh, a, a potential sack and, and just st- keep his eyes downfield and make a completion. Uh, that was a big play to me. I thought that was a play of the game for me personally. Um, what about you? Play of the game for me was Bosa's interception. It was just an exclamation point. It was it was candles on the cake. It was whatever you want to call it. <laughs> that was just... That was the icing on the cake. The candles on the cake. It was the icing on the cake. Candles on the so, cake, baby. Candles on the cake. There we go. We're rolling with that one. I'm saying it for the rest of the time we're on this on this podcast now. Anyway, Bosa playing an incredible game, and I thought, you know, the, they got the ball back up towards midfield. Panthers did, and, and you know, they could make a push. It was kind of game. It was kind of out of hand at that point. Yeah. But it wasn't entirely out of hand. Bosa intercepts that pass, takes it back. It's done. It showed a different side of Bosa that we haven't seen. Um by the way, the shrug emoji is just that's that's his celebration, and that's what everybody just needs to do. Whenever Nick Bosa gets a sack, if you're in a, if you're in a group chat with some friends that are on, that are 49ers fans, just start sending the shrug emoji. Just do it, because <laughs> that's it. That's the celebration, and I love it. Everybody's got their own. Armstead rubbing his belly today after his two sacks. You know, uh, DeForest Buckner likes to sweep him off the field. Bosa likes to shrug. Say hey. Y'all didn't like me. Y'all want. Y'all didn't want me. Y'all wanted to pass on me at two. That's fine. He's playing with that chip on his shoulder. His interception to me was a, was the play of the game. Put it away and just showed us a different side of Bosa. It's uh, Nick is everything we all hoped for in the draft and then some. He's been amazing so far and uh, walked in the building with four and a half sacks. Walked out with seven and a half. I mean, come on now. Um, we can uh, we'll get into player of the game. So off your uh, Bosa being the play of the game for you. My player of the game was Nick Bosa, uh, three sacks, four tackles, an interception. Uh, he could have took it to the house. I think he ran out of gas. Kind of played with with <laughs> uh, 
uh, with uh, Kyle Allen, and I think it was Curtis Samuel or something trying to tackle him. They tried to tackle him. Um, it Nick is he's amazing, man. It's it's crazy what he's doing to tackles and guards. Uh, the first you know seven weeks of the season, the ones that had high ankle sprain got healed up. You're you're seeing it, and he he mentioned something about you know talking to his brother about what she needs to focus on to finish. And his brother mentioned, just keep your eyes on, on the quarterback's hips. And you see uh, Nick coming from behind, staying in front of everybody, and he's just attacking quarterbacks left and right, playing his reads the way he's supposed to. Uh, Nick Bosa is my player of the game for this one. Yeah, uh, my player of the game is a guy I've been staunchly defending all year long, all offseason long. That's Tevin Coleman. My man showed up today. You don't score four touchdowns and get past me. You know, it comes to player of the game. 11 carries, 105 yards, 9.5 average, three touchdowns. He had a 48-yard run where Slareth pointed out, like, yeah, like I say, he's so good at this. He pointed out that he the, the run was supposed to go to the left. He read all the pressure from the left, just took it to the right, untouched, 48 yards. Trey Boston takes a route that might have caught maybe Jeff Wilson. But it wasn't catching most of Brady or, or Coleman, and Coleman just outstretched him straight to the end zone. Um, you know, the two catches, he, he added a touchdown on a, on a reception as well. Man, Coleman, is he's fun to watch, and he's starting to get his legs underneath him, and he's very comfortable in the Shanahan offense. He put up his best numbers of his career under Shanahan. I expected a lot more of the same, and I think we're starting to see a lot more of that. And uh, Breda, been awesome. I think at this point, Coleman's kind of taken over as the number one. Yeah, and, you know, if Breida keeps getting dinged up, then, of course, you know, I, I can see that. Um, Coleman just, he showed out today. You know, he, he hit the he hit the Jets twice and then, you know, had his screen the screen for the touchdown and then powered his way in from, like, the three or four um, on another touchdown. Um, another really dope play was that Debo, uh, I don't even know what that's called. But whatever it was, it worked. Uh, the motion to the left and then motion back to the right. Debo's sitting behind the tackle and just runs it in and untouched, basically. Um, mm-hmm. Shant, like I said, Kyle's wizard hands were in full effect uh, in this game. Um, it's been since 2014 uh, where the Niners had, you know, they came into a season with some hype. And, uh, you know, the last, the last couple of years have not been good. 14 was 8-8. Eight and eight. 15 was 5-11, 2-14 the year after, 6-10, and 10, and then 4-12. And, and now the Niners are 7-0. You know, Niners fans enjoy this, man. Like, it's it's good to be good, and it's good to be good again. Um, Niners got a point differential right now of 92 points. You know, it's probably, it's probably second to the Patriots, um, you know, who have every right to have the equity of being, you know, an elite team. Um, but the Niners are right there, and this looks like a collision course. I'm not going to say Super Bowl, but the potential is there. Um, Jimmy versus or versus Brady and Kyle versus Bill. You know this is uh, it, it's on the right track. Each both teams are winning similarly with the run game and their defenses. Uh, Brady hasn't been Brady hasn't been a world beater. Jimmy hasn't been a world beater, but neither one of them have to be. They just do what they do, go out there, work hard, and win games. Yeah, and when you're saying collision course, um, before we even get to that, the the Niners got to survive the NFC first. Mm-hmm. And we saw the return of Drew Brees today for the Saints. Saints come in, they mollywop the Cardinals at home like they should. You know, no 
no real questions in that one, especially the second half. The, the Saints just kind of took off with that one. Yeah. Uh, the Seahawks and Rams won again today. Uh, you know, Seahawks taking down uh, the Falcons on the road, which doesn't sound super impressive, but, you know, because the Falcons were missing Matt Ryan. But flying across the country has been the bane of the Seahawks' existence. And Matt Schaub put up 460 yards today. Again, empty yards. Empty yards, but still, Matt Schaub <laughs> put up 460 yards against the Seattle defense. It's not that good. They're not that good. No, not that good. they're not. And, 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 and the, the, the Rams kept it way closer than they should have against the Bengals at home. The winless Bengals went to L.A. They only won, the Rams only won by 14. Okay. Um, across the rest of the NFC, you know, the Vikings won on – on Thursday night against the Redskins on a short week at home. They only won by 10, so everybody that wants to complain that the Niners only won by 9, they did it. They won by 9 points in a monsoon on the road across mm-hmm. the country. So chill out on that one. Uh, Lions get a win. Bears lose again because the Bears stink. Mitch Trubisky sucks. awful. He's terrible. Let me, uh, uh, real quick, uh, I got to add this. It's a weekly thing now. Remember, Chicago fans, you traded up. <laughs> One spot to take Mitchell Trubisky with Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes on the board, and Lamar Jackson, and Lamar. Wait, no, was that Le- that no, wasn't no. no, that wasn't Lamar year. No, that wasn't Lamar year. The year that after wasn't, that wasn't. Either that wasn't. way, you traded up for Mitchell Trubisky, and your he kicker stinks. missed a field goal. Again, he stinks. Both of them stink. This is that's for the Bears fans out there. Um, the defense it looked somewhat beatable today. The Buffalo Bills. You know, they had the Eagles at home, and they looked like they were doing pretty well about midway through the second quarter, and, they, and then the wheels just kind of fell off in the second half for them. Eagles looked okay. You know, they're 4-4 four four the now. Yeah, Eagles ran the ball on them. They did. They ran the ball. Mm-hmm. They ran the ball. They ran the ball. And they kind of took the game out of Carson Wentz's hands, who kind of looks like he still has the yips after his injury. Uh, Packers tied up right now with the Chiefs as we're recording this at 14. Uh, why they've let 14 points score by Matt Moore, beyond me. <laughs> I know the Chiefs have some weapons on the outside, but how are you letting Matt Moore keep pace with you when you have Aaron Rodgers? And apparently he's world-beating, and and Matt LaFleur is going to be the the next coming of, oh, I don't know what, Kyle Shanahan? Newsflash. That's what they're saying? News, yeah. Newsflash. Green Bay Packers defense isn't as good as everyone makes it out to be. Correct. Just Correct. relax, guys. You, they're missing some key pieces on that defense. They're not as good as everyone thinks they are. On, on the other side, the AFC side, I mean, not a whole lot going on. The Colts survived the Broncos. Oh, what else happened? Jaguars survived the Jets. Patriots remain unbeaten by beating down the Browns by 14. Baker Mayfield still stinks. The Browns stink. They're 2-5. and five. Take your preseason hype and shove it where we shove the measuring stick <laughs> because the Browns stink. Get them out of get them out of here. Nick Chubb, really good player. Yeah. The rest of that team. Well, I don't say the rest of the team, but a lot of those guys can just they can get the hell out because that team is not good and they are not well run. And I still think that Harbaugh ends up in Cleveland. I wouldn't be surprised. Um I could see him leaving Michigan, going to Cleveland, and trying to fix the Browns. You know, the what was a really good game was the Houston Oakland game. Um Deshaun Watson is amazing. I just want to say that. Um, so Bears fans, remember that 
Deshaun Watson is amazing. Um, <laughs> they win the game. 20, the one Bears fan that listens to this just shaking his yeah, fist at us. 27-24 <laughs> against Oakland, who Oakland surprisingly has been playing really good football. Um, as mm-hmm. much shit as I've given them the last couple years, um, they are competitive considering some of their flaws. They're, they're a pretty damn competitive team. Um, so Niners fans, don't get mad at me for this, but you know Derek Carr is playing good football, um, and they, they have a – they have an up and coming team, and they're 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 playing pretty well. Um, but you know, Deshaun Watson is Deshaun Watson. He's just uh, that guy's amazing, amazing. Um, the NFC and AFC they're shaking out the way I think most people thought they would. Chargers stink. Um, yeah, that's just that's just what that is there. Um, and most of the NFC stuff is kind of kind of what we anticipated. Um, but the Niners are the number one seed right now, seven and zero. Mm-hmm. Seven and O, um, you know it's. I just can't wait to get around some people that I've been, you know, talking to at work and and around <laughs> the around the block. Um, you know, I'm gonna talk my shit. I'm gonna talk my shit a lot. Um, you know, and, and that's the thing with the you know being Niners fans. We've taken a lot of shit the last couple of years about how bad we've been. You know, with Chip Kelly, Jim Tom Sula, the first two years of uh, Kyle Shanahan. And uh, John Lynch, um, but they're here now, and this is something that you know I had brought up even before the podcast. You got to be patient with these things. This team was dismantled um, after Harbaugh left. There was all the, all those guys left. Um, you get Jim Tom Sulin, who had no business being a head coach. Uh, the Kaepernick situation uh, mm-hmm. with his health, and then you know if wherever you stand on the kneeling stuff, those things you know play a role in in the team. Um, you know, you're, you're drafting early every year. You're missing on draft picks. And then you get the right guys in the, in the building. For all the shit John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have taken over the two years, it was unwarranted for the most part. Um, you got to see these things through and be patient. As Niners fans, we should be patient. You know, I get it. We, we The Niners have five Super Bowl rings. Those things happened in the 80s and early 90s. The times have changed. Um, NFL is, is cyclical. You know, the teams go through. Uh, their rebuild phases or their retool phases. The Niners just haven't had to do a whole full reset, but they're here now. They've—I don't think they've arrived completely because the Niners wouldn't say that they have. But they're dominating teams week in, week out on defense in the run game, and two things that are key for playoff runs: good defense and a run game. If those two things can travel with you, you have a good shot. And here they are: Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch envisioned a certain way to build this team. Um, and they've done so with good defensive line play, good offensive line play, a steady run run game, a competent quarterback, and it, it everything is meshing together. For the last two years, the Niners have been terrible. Ten wins. They have seven this season. Kyle Shanahan's record at the beginning of the year was ten and twenty-two. He's seventeen and twenty-two now. He's slowly creeping up to five hundred. Eventually, that's gonna he's gonna exceed that five hundred number. And the Niners are, to me, they're back. They've been back the last three weeks, but they're back. And they're here. And, the you know, Levi Stadium was rocking. The Bosa chance. You know, how could you not be entertained by this team? And the league <laughs> is on notice. The league yeah, is on it's, notice. It's, it, it's Newton's third law of uh, NFL fandom. For every, uh, for every time you shit talk my team when they're bad, there's an equal and opposite time where I'm going to talk shit once they become good. Yep. And the 49ers are good again. I can't wait to go into work. You have that gift you made for me. Have my head on Vince McMahon. And that's how I walk into work every Victory Monday or Victory Tuesday or Victory Friday or whatever we have. 
That's how I walk into work after a 49ers victory. Uh, 49ers fans should hold their head up high. This is a good football team. There's no two ways around it. They are excelling where they need to excel, in the trenches, in the run game, controlling the clock, winning the turnover battle. You name it, they're doing it right. Coaching staff is cooking with gas. This team is a force to be reckoned with. And you know what? The only thing left to say, on to Arizona. (laughs) On to Arizona and Kyler Murray. Um, Just something really funny here. Field Yates had a tweet earlier today. uh, Most passing attempts prior to a first career interception. Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen had 153 pass attempts before his first interception. And uh, at the end of the tweet, uh, Field Yates put, Allen has a chance to break the record today for San Francisco. Retweeted by Richard Sherman with laughing my ass off. So um, this Niners defense <laughs> is uh, ready to talk some shit. So Niners faithful, do the same. Enjoy the win this tonight. Be like the Niners. Be humble. Stay humble the rest of the way. Uh, we have the Cardinals on Thursday, on Thursday in Arizona. Mm-hmm. This Again, we said it a couple weeks ago about Kyle Shanahan on this revenge tour. He hasn't beaten the Cardinals since he's been there. We've lost eight straight to the Cardinals. Win this one. God, no, it doesn't sound right. I know, it doesn't sound right. Win this one. It doesn't sound right. Win it. Like, let's oh. go. Win this game. Uh, Kevin Molina had a really good tweet earlier today, too. Um, shout out to Kevin. Good follow if anyone doesn't know about him. Um, the Arizona Cardinals defense was on the field for 70-plus plays. 70-plus <laughs> plays. Uh, so they're going to be a little bit tired coming into this game. The Niners defense wasn't on the field that much. Um, so that's also something to, to watch for. So, you know, we, I usually, you know, me and Matt don't put out crazy stats because we want to be just fans and not get too analytical on, this, on the pod. But that is something to watch for. Um, if the Niners can just wear them down, um, we should hopefully come out with a win against the Cardinals. Um, but you know, we will come back, uh, sometime early in the week with Mm -hmm. a preview podcast for the uh, upcoming Thursday night football game. It is Halloween Thursday night. So some spooky things might happen, uh, hopefully on the, um, Cardinals side, not the Niners side. Um, it is Thursday night football Cardinals Niners. Uh, you know what to do with the rest with the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at fourth and go podcast. Follow the podcast on all podcast platforms, Google Stitcher play Stitcher. Uh, Apple, iTunes, wherever your podcasts are found. Uh, there is a uh, beanie giveaway. You know what to do. Follow me, follow Matt, and retweet that, and I will have winners uh, November 11th um, before or after the uh, Monday Night Football game. Um, but you follow me on Twitter at JavierVague underscore and follow my guy Matt at MattBar underscore. Until then, go Niners. Enjoy this win. We will see you guys during the week. Peace. <laughs>